Today's episode is episode 193 of Unconventional Humans Podcast. Today's episode is called, Is There an Essence? So today's episode is inspired by, it's inspired by two foundations of two different philosophical schools of thought, essentialism and existentialism. So essentialism, so what I'm going to talk about today is in its in essentialism, a core tenant. Essentialism was talked about by Plato, Aristotle, it, it, it dates back that far. A core tenant is that essence comes before existence. Then for existentialism, one of the core tenets of existentialism is that existence precedes essence and so existentialism is something that i was exposed to while i was reading the books on jean paul sartre and simone de beauvoir the books that they they wrote so in today's episode i'm going to talk about in terms of the individual in terms of making sense of this through my own life i'm not going to talk about this in terms of a philosophical standpoint for groups of people that's not really of interest to me. You probably w- might have gotten that from the episodes already. I, c- I read books, philosophical, psychological texts, with the curiosity to understand my life as an individual better. That's my main goal here. I'm not so much focused on forming a psychology or philosophy that I will try to apply to the world at large. So with the essentialism, existentialism, I found that through my own experience that there's aspects of both that resonate with me. So from the existentialist point of view here, that existence precedes essence. So this is the idea that human beings through their own consciousness create their own values and determine a meaning for their life because a human being does not possess any inherent identity or value so i resonate with that because i resonate with part of that because i do think life is what you make of it and i'm also of the school of thought of the belief that we attach the meaning to our lives that there is no inherent meaning in life other than the meaning that we give to our life and that's something we create and that we also create our own values in life that we also create our own values in life that's something that i've been working on for the past few years getting clearer on my values And I've noticed how the more clarity I gain around what I value, how that lines up with my actions in the world and what I focus on. Over the past few years, I've learned one one of my values I value highly are relationships. That wasn't something I was aware of when I wasn't working from this school of thought that it human beings create their own values 
And the fact that I'm more conscious of that value, relationships, it helps me to focus in on the quality of my relationships then. And that's something that's taken time because it takes a while to to understand how much of your relationship problems are you being the issue and how much of it is an incompatibility issue. I think I saw actually online before, was it a Freud quote? But it probably didn't come from him. If something on the lines of, uh, with psychoanalysis, that you reach a stage where you just have to accept that you're surrounded by arseholes. <laughs> it probably didn't come from Freud, probably misattribution, but uh, I think that there's, a, there's an element of truth to that. I've been finding over time that there's a certain amount that's you that's undeniable because you're the one constant in every relationship you have but after a while you start to notice that you've changed and the other person is still the same and you start coming to the understanding that perhaps it's an incompatibility issue and there's only so much you can do there's only so far you can go to meet the person so that's something i think that the ground moves on over time i haven't got a definite answer to that other than the fact that sometimes it isn't you it it's not me it's you that that uh that relationship trope but here with existentialism i agree that we do give the meaning to our lives i've noticed that in my life the meaning i give to my life is made up it's a fabrication of my own making Well, there's, there's a subtlety to that, and that's why I'm going to talk about essentialism. There's a subtlety for that for me personally, and I, I'm going to talk about essentialism in a second. And in the values, I think it's very important to be intentional with your values, to discover them over time, and I'll talk about it next with essentialism, how I start to, how I've learned to understand what I actually value rather than what I think I should value. So I think they're important things. That's where I agree with existentialism there on the individual level, on my own path. Now I want to go to essentialism. See, I don't see it as a black and white thing on an, on an individual level at this moment in time. I think there... So, with essentialism there, it's the view that objects have a set of attributes that are necessary to their identity. And they're also talking about human beings as part of this as well. That there's essential core elements to the human being that make it the human being. So you can apply this to objects too, like a toothbrush. There's some attributes to a toothbrush that make it distinguishable as a, distinguishable as a toothbrush that are very important for it to have. So a toothbrush could be red or it could be green. That's not a defining character trait of a toothbrush. But you can't have a toothbrush without bristles on it. If it doesn't have bristles, then you're talking about... A stick it's a colored stick it's not a toothbrush anymore so that's in relation to an object when it comes to human beings though it's harder to talk in those terms so i'll talk about it in terms of myself what i've discovered over the years so with 
the essence of something. I feel like that's something you feel and connect with internally. And it's just something that sits well with you. That So when talking about this, it's very easy to feel like you're talking airy-fairy. And that will be the perception from some other people. But when I know I'm connecting with something that's essential to me, that's a part of my essence, there's no stories around it. That's one thing I've noticed, that there's an actual calmness and there's a peace to that that's undeniable for me. That I don't get when I'm trying to convince myself of something. When I try to convince myself of something to fit in with my surroundings, or that's how I've been taught to behave growing up, there's a lack of alignment with my essence there. So the thing I noticed too is that the essence is not something you choose, something that's already there. It's either you hide it or you don't. That's what I've realized as I've grown older. And you as a child could learn, have learned that you need to hide certain parts of your essence because they don't fit in with the environment, the ideas in the current environment about how a boy of your age or a girl of your age should be. So for me growing up, I think essential elements to my essence, my character has been exploring the writing process, allowing myself to be curious about languages, how we communicate, allowing myself to get curious again about active listening, listening to people, listening to myself, reading, a bit of travel. It's those things that I feel as I've gotten older were fundamental parts of my essence. And there's been especially my younger, more formative years, a lot of that I had I felt like I was covering up because it didn't fit with the image of how a boy should be in the environment I was growing up in. So then there's other parts to, to me that were more easily easy to accept. Like I, I enjoy sport. I don't do sport as much today, but I enjoyed it growing up. That was something that I enjoyed doing. Um, enjoy watching sports as well, even today. So there's other parts of me that were easier to accept. But I've, I found that like there is core parts to me that if I suppress and deny, it makes me feel disconnected from myself. It makes me feel sick, like psychologically. I feel like, I, like I'm hiding parts of myself, that it's, it affects my self-esteem. And these are all not easily quantifiable it's really a feeling i'm attuning with and the best word i would give to it is a sense of peace and being at ease with yourself that's when i feel like i'm connecting with essential parts of myself that shouldn't be blocked and covered up even doing this podcast that's a part of what's essential for me and what's essential is the self-expression part just me articulating what I'm thinking about right now, 
sharing those thoughts and feelings with somebody else who might be listening in uh they're all essential parts to me now and then with the coming back to the existentialism i feel like connecting with your essence but not doing anything with it doesn't really do much for you so I suppose it depends on, I suppose you have to tune with yourself, but for me, if I was just reading books and I was learning, taking stuff in, but I wasn't writing, I wasn't doing a podcast, like for me, they're the active elements of this. Doing something that's active, like writing a book, creating a podcast, that's where the existence precedes essence starts to come into play. I think those active elements help to form the identity so your identity your sense of who you are so when i think of essence i think of it in terms of it's it's a feeling a deep feeling but there isn't an identity built on it i feel the identity is built around action taking so this is where it comes into the existentialist realm and identity identity is very powerful that's your whole sense of who you are in the world and that determines your actions, behaviors, your beliefs, in terms of a lot of stuff. So I think that's where the action taking and existentialism has a lot of weight to it. Because I agree with the existentialist point of view that we're not born with an identity. An identity is created, I believe an identity is created from your environment, your interactions with the environment. And as you grow to be an adult, I guess just speaking from my own experience here. So I think your environment you're put in shapes your identity. It informs your identity at an early age. There's certain parts of that identity that might not be real because they're not connected with your essence then as you grow older you get to know yourself more you start connecting more with that essence again that's when you get the opportunity then to take different actions which will form a different identity so for me when it comes to identity i feel personally if you put the time work and energy into connecting with yourself connecting to your essence you won't have to worry so much about how the world labels and categorizes you if you feel connected to yourself there's like a strength there there's a power there there's actual depth and realness to it that it doesn't matter so much the labels in your environment around identity because you're actually connecting to something solid so that's that's something I'd be exploring because I think for a future book, I, I do want to like write around identity because it's something that fascinates me and I'll be writing it from the point of view of my own experiences, my own curiosities and making sense of that because I think ultimately a real identity comes from a real individual. I think the collective can come up with different labels, different ways of thinking, which are helpful. But ultimately, at the, at the end of the day, I think you have to connect with something that feels true to you. 
there's no story on top of. So that's so that's where I see the existentialist action taking part as being fundamental to actually creating an identity because I do believe that there is no identity hardwired into us but I believe there's an essence that we can connect with that's felt and uh, a sense of peace with that so that's it that's what I wanted to talk about today existentialism essentialism those core tenets essence preceding existence and existence preceding essence Hope you got something from it today. That's my take on it. That's what I've been thinking about recently. That's what I wanted to share. So if you want to get my latest book, The Edge, Finding Your Creative Edge, The Journey from Plato's Cave to the Artist's World, it's available on Amazon, on Kindle and paperback and hardback. You can go to Amazon, type it in, search for it, or there's a link in the show notes. If you'd like to subscribe to YouTube, it helps the channel to grow. And if you're listening to it on podcast platforms if you could leave a rating and a review it's greatly appreciated thanks again for listening and i will speak to you on the next episode